0: West Coast meets East Coast once again, but this time the West Coast prevailed. Dodgers are our World Series champions, not the Tampa Bay Rays. Title town is Los Angeles, not Tampa Bay, and definitely not New York. Welcome back, the Schlatter brothers. Sorry, I had to get a dig in there at the beginning. Welcome back, Robert Richmond Schlatter. We're doing a a World Series wrap-up pod. Thanks for coming on again, guys.
1: Always a pleasure being on, my friend. Always good to see you guys. Good to be back. You know,
0: four trains collaboration and of course my co host Julio Renoso.
2: You know, Chris, uh right before the football season, I can't remember which one of you I texted, but I'm like, if you guys draft Alvin Kamara,
1: you've got to name your team the Schlatter Day Saints. That was was Schlatter Day Saints? I think that was Robbie, yeah. I think it was Robbie. Did he did you do it? I don't no. have Kamara. I don't have him. I could have taken him, but I took uh Derek Henry instead. But that's both not bad. Both are pretty solid decisions. Yeah. And you know
2: what? That's all we coin. got for the next two-plus months until oh, NBA yeah. starts up again. Well, uh, no. it's
0: looking like NBA is starting up in December. Um, so that's a good sign. Uh, but back to baseball. Yeah. <laughs> so the-, the Dodgers have won uh, the World Series in six games. Um, I mean, there's a two two competitive – like. Tampa Bay Rays games. I mean, all, every single game kind of came close, but it felt like the Dodgers, definitely their star power, was overwhelming. But that wasn't even the biggest story of the World Series. At the in the middle of the game, Justin Turner gets taken out. What is it? The eighth inning? Did he get taken out? Seven oh, I seventh or eighth? Seventh. Seventh, seventh or eighth gets taken out of the yeah. game. No one really knows why, and he has that bat coming in the following inning. Um, he leaves the dugout. Everybody's kind of silent. Broadcasters, Joe Buck's trying to find out what exactly is going on. He's talking about it. No one really knows. Turns out after the celebration of the World Series Championship, handing off of the trophy, um, news breaks that he tested positive for COVID-19 and the test results did not come back until the middle of the game. That is why he was taken out.
3: Predicted correctly. On top of that. On top of, that is
0: true. On top of that. When the Dodgers are out on the field in Arlington celebrating the World Series win, they decide to take a team photo and out Mosey's out Justin Turner, the guy who just tested positive for COVID-19, and he is not wearing a mask. He sits down in the middle of the picture with no mask on, hugs Dave Roberts, former or uh, a recent cancer survivor, hugs Jock Peterson who has a six-month-old at home that he has to take care of, completely careless completely just irresponsible sports talk media is going nuts right now the past three days about this so it only makes sense that we start off right here um i don't even know what to make of it fellas It, it just feels like the most the craziest scenario and it's it's like you know the dodgers won their first world series in 30 years but this is like the overwhelming story that everybody's talking about because it's just like I don't know. I mean, it's just so reckless, I feel like. I don't know. What do you What do you guys think?
1: I agree with you, Chris. I think Turner, Justin Turner, definitely looks bad in this situation. But I think yeah. Major League <coughs> Baseball looks even worse. Um, because, you know, you have this whole bubble formula set up. So stuff like this doesn't happen. Now, granted, it was on the last day of the season. But Major League Baseball had this strict... COVID protocol implemented for this specific for this playoffs. And how could you not have, like, they, they knew he tested positive. How could those employees of major league baseball let Turner back on the field? It just didn't make sense to me what major league baseball did. It I mean, our group chat Turner. kind of blew up the second I we guess. saw
0: it. I know we are all texting. You're like, what the f- are, are we, are yeah. we all seeing this right now? <laughs> like,
2: Well, it sounds like what, so what ended yeah, up <laughs> happening? Was the first test was inconclusive, so instead of just doing the kind of smart thing, and, and that was the
0: test that was the day before, yeah. Right?
2: Instead of just being like, "Hey, keep on the safe side, sit him out, isolate, see what happens," kind of thing, they didn't do that. <laughs> they just told him straight up and go. And that's the thing about the Dodgers yeah. is like, look, like JT's, uh, like the, he was kind of like the fan favorite for a lot of people. Uh, he wasn't doing a ton during the series and they have so much star power on that bench where you could easily be like, all right, cool. You're not playing today. We can throw in, you know, Kike came in in the third or came in and played third. Why didn't you do that? Like what? And it's not
1: really a bubble. They keep saying. Cause it's they a don't bubble. care. It's a Julio. Bubble. They it's don't care. They want it. They wanted to win. It's not it, a bubble. It like, w- yeah, I agree with it. You
2: had other people outside of the team who were staying in the hotels you had fans, what, what was it, like 11,000? Uh, like, Even though the everyone's pretty spread apart, every time they would show in the crowd, nobody's wearing masks. And I think it was uh, one of the John Boy dudes or somebody else who was at the game was saying, like, in the concourse, everybody was being pretty responsible wearing that. But, like, during the game, these see the crowded, nobody's wearing masks, man. Nobody's doing any of that. So, like, you, I, what do we expect was going to happen? It was.
0: To be fair, I think all five of the six games were done outdoors. They they opened up the roof. I don't, I mean, just for, you know, to be fair. But, yeah, you know, yeah.
1: I forgot who it was or which. Someone hit a home run and, like, the camera was on the guy who caught the home run. And he's got, like, three or four people sitting behind him and, like, a couple people around him. And he he made a nice catch catching the ball, but he's passing the ball around. <laughs> I'm just like, did I he mean, really? You're kidding? Yeah, me. he's like he. I swear to God. Hey, he let turns me take around. this out of
0: my hand that I and probably breathed on to all the game, guy and Let me him. hand it to you so you can get infected, and then you yeah. can hand it to this person. You can yeah. hand it to that person.
1: Yeah, I mean, some people just don't care, which is very unfortunate. But I, uh. it was it was wild. As a wild. as a
3: as like not a not a devil's advocate, mm. but I I blame more so on Major League Baseball completely in this situation because just yeah. like Julio said, that they got the inconclusive test right there, then and there, you say you're gonna have to say something and report it, and immediately there, but instead of truly what they should have done and cover their ass and just done it there, they're like, oh, you know, we we had it beforehand, but we still let them out, so that makes it look even worse. Yeah. And and I'm I know Justin Turner's been on that team for a long time and I've talked to some of my other baseball friends and kind of told them and I the covid stuff completely serious and I understand people's concern of him going out and hugging teammates and everything. But that's why I blame it more so on major league baseball to kind of put their foot down and say you can't go out there, you can't do this. But from Justin Turner's perspective, this guy has been waiting for 3 year 3 championships to finally get and win the win the ring. So I in the heat of the moment and the the adrenaline running, I can understand why he was willing to go out there and do it cuz you're not thinking that. You're thinking how you were with your brothers the whole time and you wanted to win this and you achieved this goal finally. But that's why I'm kind of saying on his end, yes, he should have been more conscious of it, but also I think it's more so Major League Baseball's job of they're the ones that are putting out these restrictions and the whole bubble format of, oh, we're putting them in a bubble for the playoffs was complete bullshit. That wasn't real. That The, the fans and everything, that just was seemed... It was it was really kind of yeah we're doing it we're socially distancing we're being very responsible no you're not The every the, it's a bubble I think Jack, I said it on your guys podcast last time Jack Flaherty tweeted something out about it being and he actually came out um, yesterday and talked about or the day that they won. And he and he said, this is what I was talking about. This is what I was saying. You put him in a bubble like that, that it's something's bound to happen. And that's why I made my bold prediction of saying, you know, it's bound to happen at some point in the playoffs. And it just so happened to be in the most important game of the series, like, which is crazy to me. But Turner is, you know, he should have been more responsible, but I could kind of see why it was like, I'm going to go out there and celebrate with my teammates. I don't know if you guys could also see that, but, you know.
0: Look, I I get that and and yeah, no shit. Like baseball's definitely 100% to blame. They fucked up by letting him play with the with the um whether it was a positive test or whether or whether it was inconclusive, yeah. like that was stupid. Um and two, they fucked up by waiting until the middle of the game to get the results back. Like, why is Ridiculous. it taking that long? I can go, I can go to Westwood right now and get a 15 minute rapid test. But it takes you half a fucking day to get the results. Like, how how is this possible? Like, you can Insane. set up, a, especially if it's in a bubble. Why can't you set up a testing facility in a lab inside the stadium? That's 100 percent doable in today's today's world. You don't have to ship it up to Utah like they've been doing all season. But. The and I I get all that my I've been you know he's been on the Dodgers for a long time he's been through the dog days he was there kind of their star like five years ago when that team was first getting developed it was like him and Kershaw he was like in you know he had like this like three forty batting average and shit like that he was like this insane player he's like thirty five years old now he's a big member of that team he's very uh, polarizing with his beard and whatnot polarizing is probably not a good word but like popular I guess amongst Dodger fans. And he, yeah, you know, he's been waiting a long time, and he wants to celebrate his teammates. But still, like, the situations have changed, fellas. Like, the world is not what it was a year (laughs) ago. Yeah. So, because of that, you need to really, like, think about the actions that you choose to make and how they affect other people. And he had no remorse he had he was completely selfish in this i get it that his you know his manager even dave roberts was like egging him on like no come on justin we need you out here but there's no excuse for that behavior it's it is completely irresponsible and and like i i i'm sorry i have to give most of the blame to turner because you are a grown man and you make these decisions and why are we and also the second point or the third point why are we expecting more from Major League Baseball? They've done nothing but been stupid and irresponsible with this, with everything handling of COVID and everything handling of this season, and just in general the way that they function as a professional sports league. Why? Sh- why are we holding them to a higher standard? They should be. They They do nothing but make stupid decisions. Like, like I, I I just I, I we we I almost like expect this. I wasn't surprised that this was the way that they handled the situation. I think
1: out. baseball just looks bad in this particular situation because they're the business who decided to make that call on the bubble. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, yeah. I get what you're saying. We've, we saw everything that happened leading up to the 60-game season, the clash between the Players Association and owners. I get that. But Major League Baseball was still the enforcer of these rules. They're the ones who, like, yeah, I get it. He's with the Dodgers. He should have had more self-awareness. And he was, you know, he said, you're, I mean, th- is a bouncer, you know, maybe not all the time, but is a bouncer going to look at, you know, an underage kid, you know, and say, you know, it's, it's his job to protect the bar from that liability.
3: Mm-hmm. Justin
1: Turner was a liability having the coronavirus. It's Major League Baseball's job to enforce the rules and say, get your ass out of here. You need to quarantine. Mm. But But that's – that's the. oh, sorry, we're going to finish up. No, no, no. But I – you know, yeah, Justin Turner is a grown man. He should have had the awareness to say, gee, you know, I shouldn't go on the field. But again, I just – with Major League Baseball, they – fake bubble or not. They're the ones who made the rules and enforced the rules and they should have followed through on it and they didn't. yeah, that's what
2: Yeah. I, oh, well, I was going to say um it's it's weird that like it's we have this whole bubble situation. Again, it wasn't an actual bubble and MLB actually said that like, "Oh, we tried to stop them." What did you do to stop them? What did you actually do? It I posted a GIF on the uh, our Twitter account where it's like that one security guy who just does like the hands over the body and then just lets people through kind of thing because that's what it seemed like. It's just like I'm going through. they will like, okay, go for it. And mm-hmm. but at the same time, if this guy was in the dugout with them the whole game and was probably practicing and you know, the game before the game the uh, game the day before and was practicing, he's been around the team. It, so the players. If they had it at that point, they probably would have gotten it. Unfortunately, but it's more so the family members. I think we should be a little more concerned about you, Rich or Robbie. One of you bringing up Jock with a six-month-old. I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kike's wife is also pregnant, and mm-hmm. there's also stories coming out. We haven't we haven't heard anything, but there was also a story that a unidentified race player had tested positive, along with their wife. And now they're trying to spin it to say, like, she would got it from her or something like that. Uh, it's, it's it's embarrassing. It's like this. We shouldn't have to have these kind of conversations. We shouldn't be leading off what was otherwise a pretty solid World Series as a whole. I it think. was a fun World Series yeah.
0: to watch. Uh, yeah, we should be talking majority about that in this episode right now.
2: But unfortunately, uh, baseball had to do their job. And guess who got the whole, like, brunt of it? Rob Manfred, when he got booed to oblivion. And let me tell you,
1: that rules.
0: That, that was let me, let me so th- satisfying to watch.
1: Yeah, he, he definitely was shaking in his boots when he heard those boos. I mean, <laughs> I, I've never heard. He started off fine, but then when he heard – I give Goodell credit, man. He, like, goes up there and embraces mm-hmm. it when he gets booed. Manfred, you could just hear in his voice that he just – he didn't want any part of the criticism. He wanted. He looks ne- like
0: kind of an antisocial guy in general, too, so yeah. that probably makes it a little bit worse. But uh, have you
1: ever heard him speak, he sounded like he was drunk or just yeah. having like some, <coughs> I don't know, some, I don't know, speech disorder? It was Even when he, I, But I think part of it had
0: to be knowing the, that the Turner situation was going on and knowing that that was going to get out somehow and the criticism that he was going to get on top of him being booed in front of all the fans like I think it was a combination of all those things yeah. just so much anxiety um and but like even when he was on Sunday Night Baseball at the beginning of the season and Carl Ravich was grilling him for not getting the the deal done like he didn't even look that nervous It was kind of crazy
2: well it was also came out I guess he was saying he had audio issues that there was some sort of a connection <laughs> which is like it remind
0: me. I can kind of. I can buy read that. lips pretty pretty well, man. It didn't that. seem like that. Well, it, like it that. what
2: was happening? What was going on? Supposedly was they had somebody who was like in another location in the stadium who was just pretty much telling like, "Oh, representing you with the Chevy Silverado MVP or whatever," and mm-hmm. that was a thing that was shuffling, that was going wrong. Which, dude, first off, someone
3: reading them the lines?
2: Yeah, first off, straight up, as somebody. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I used to work at Disneyland. I worked on the Jungle Cruise. As somebody who's had to do that shit for hours upon hours on a day, you got to rehearse, dude. you got to memorize that stuff because when shit hits the fan and you're not ready for it, you're going to look like an idiot. And guess what happened? Any accountability that he actually ever had to this point as a commissioner was lost because he just looked so unprofessional. He looked so unprepared obviously the tjt stuff was going on you had millions of people booing him i was kind of expecting him just to like shit his pants up there for a hot minute because like that was or like throw up or something because like that was really the next i thought i saw
1: tom ferducci's nose is like quiver a little bit yeah just like you know the little right little there?
2: look on his face, like he smells some piss. Smells like hey, Tom and, and
0: and Tom Verducci's always smooth and swab. So you know you know if he if he's getting a little frazzled, then something must be really uncomfortable.
2: Oh, yeah. And the best part is now you're seeing all these Dodgers uh, posts on their Instagram with their with the trophy, and all the all it says the same thing. It's like oh, just a little piece of metal. Yeah,
3: yeah. That's, he's that's getting
2: toasted. He it's should, great. man. Mm-hmm. Now. I brought this up. I can't remember if it was a few guys are in this chat. If there's something Chris and I talked about.
1: I think that he's got like this should be a definite sign of him go- need to go. He needs to. I go. did see that. It was in the chat. But but Chris is right. I remember he texted like the own. He does what the owners want him to do. I, there's no. Why way. Why would you
0: fire the guy who does everything you ask? Like that's just like that makes no sense at all. He's get he's taking the heat, so the owners don't have to. So why would the owners be like, yeah, dude, you're fucking gone. Let's get someone who puts the heat back on us. Like I, I everything. No offense, Julio, but everything about that statement when I read it, I looked at my i look I just looked at it. I'm just like, is he? I, he's got to be joking, right? There's no way that this was a serious text that he just sent because this is the most asinine thing I've fucking read all day. See,
2: I think what. The logic into there, bro. it too is he, like I mean this I is just how this me and Julio assist. talk. Yeah. This
0: this is, how, this is how me and Julio talk to each other. It's it's not yeah, it's nah, yeah I don't appreciate <laughs> it. But uh, <laughs> it,
2: if this was the NBA, if this kind of scenario happened in the NBA, I guarantee because of how powerful the players are in that league. Yeah, like yeah. Adam Silver would have been out, and that's just unfortunate. One hundred percent, and that's just unfortunately the reality of baseball right now. I think there will be a time as the sports kind of popularity is kind of getting it, I don't think it'll ever be as big as it was in the nineties. Uh, but it's getting to a pretty solid level when, especially when you're seeing like dudes like Mookie and Tim Anderson and all these like really fun, exciting, awesome players, uh, bring the
1: juice back, bring yeah, the like, steroids back.
2: It's
0: going to have to juice the balls point. instead. It works out.
2: But I, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's not going to happen. Cause that's, uh, that's what the owners want. But like, I swear to God, this labor negotiation that's gonna be coming up at the, the next not gonna years. be good. No. I don't know that if we're
0: gonna it. have a season next season, man. Oh, I, dude, I, I they're really they're don't. gonna
3: have a season. they, have if they don't a season,
0: have a season. I, th- I, would I be think shocked. it comes
3: for twenty twenty two though. Yeah, yeah I think what. Oh, is it? Look. I thought it was twenty one. Oh, okay. No, it was twenty twenty two. That changes things. and we might ugly. see
0: some more guys with some big contracts this off season because a lot of these teams know that they're they have like potentially a labor issue coming through. And actually we might see a lot of one-year deals because we know guys that will want to get like those big, like $20 million yeah. contracts this season, not Trevor knowing Bar. what the future is going to be. Yeah. All right, guys, let's, uh, let's actually talk about the, the, the actual Please. games and the actual series as a whole. Um, so again, yeah, it was pretty, pretty exciting series. So game one was uh Dodgers won eight to three. Game 2, Rays won 6 to 4, another really close game. Game 3, um Dodgers won 6 to 2, and then a one-run game in game 4, 8 to 7. Uh two-run game, game 5, Dodgers. Oh no, we got to two. we
3: got to talk about game 5. We will, we will, we will. We, and, okay, then, uh, we,
0: and then the 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 uh the winner to top it off was Dodgers win 3 to 1. Um and we'll get into the all four. the Blake Snell stuff. Um uh at the end of the recap, which is, it's going to, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But uh, what was your guys' favorite game? Game four. Yeah.
3: Game, that was wild. That, that was oh, yeah. crazy. I, I'm i not going to lie to the baseball fans. As as Yankee fans, it was really hard to watch the Rays play this and watch this World Series in general. But I, I was saying, I was like, eh, I'll go, I'm going to go to bed. But then I was like, there was like a small part of me that was like, no. I think you got to stay up and watch this game. And Kenley Jansen coming into the game at the end like that, to. And we had mentioned, I believe, in the last podcast here that Kenley Jansen could be. He at the back end of the bullpen was kind of a shaky option. And he yeah, was really. Cu-
0: Julio, wasn't you who said that? Who, like, you would be that worried? Was me. Oh, that was, that was Ri- that Richie. Was that was you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I'd be worried, man. It, but yeah. I, it proved, like, they had a bunch of guys that, back in the bullpen guys, I could definitely step up. Sorry. Yeah. Ooh. So
3: I, that was insane. The turn of events of then the <laughs> absolute no name guy coming in and hitting that bloop single. I think it was, uh, what was his name? The, um, Gosh, do you guys remember his name for uh, Tampa Bay with the single? I just looked at it. Brett Phillips, Philip Phillip. Brett Phillips. So he had come from, I believe, Kansas City. Uh, and Renfro was
0: on, right? He
1: was the one who scored, right? No, yeah. Razzle Razzle hit a, oh, Randy, the first Randy run. scored or the tying run.
3: So, and to all the to all the little kiddies out there that were you know playing, you know, starting a little league and everything, it's it's absolute terrible baseball to be watching when Chris Taylor is looking at the runner the complete time and not seeing the ball into his glove and then booting that and then rushing. And then, you know, he throws the cutoff guy and then Will Smith just rushes. I mean, have he would have been really still out by a mile, but he, I mean, he tripped over himself. I, I don't know if it even would have been different if he didn't trip over himself. And then Will Smith just completely rushes, who was my MVP pick, but I... I tried. I, he hit okay, but it wasn't great. But he just rushed himself, and he just botched it. And Rosario was like, "Holy crap! It's open!" And then he was just scrambling. He just gets up that was and just the scrambles
0: cra- to try and I- get there.
3: We were talking about our best World Series yeah, I- moments in oh, recent history. I, that will go down as one of my favorite moments of watching baseball for sure. That Absolutely. was a crazy game.
1: It's really funny. I want to get your guys' take on this. So I was watching. I, I worked all day, and Robbie called me. Did you see what happened? I was like, damn it, no. I just pulled into my freaking apartment, and then I watched it. I was like, holy shit, that was amazing. So I tuned into MLB Network, and everybody, you know, yeah, rightfully criticizing Cash for his decision. And they go to Sean Casey at the MLB Network studio, and they're talking about Muncy's throw to Will Smith. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could kind yeah. of buy it, but at the same time, I was like, are you making excuses? He was saying that Muncy threw, they did a freeze frame, and they were saying Muncy threw the ball with a change-up grip to Will Smith and not with when- not like a four-seam fastball.
0: As someone who is a utility player in uh, a competitive base high school baseball team like when you're throwing and relay like you're trying to get that ball as fast <clears> out of your glove as possible
1: you're not yeah. thinking
0: about the grip so he so like,
1: probably could have just yeah you're just like i gotta get the ball out of my glove and it's yeah. just so, so whoever like, said that like, like come that, on yeah, Sean yeah Casey. i was gonna say hey, like
2: Casey. as somebody who's played competitive softball leagues
0: beer league, uh, league softball hey, baby, baby. Uh,
2: but you're yeah your instant logic is like I need to throw this ball in, like, oh, no, mm-hmm. I threw a sinker. No, you're not really thinking that. You're like, I need yeah. to get this shit as fast as yeah. we can. And-,
0: and the worst part is the relay. So you're kind of, like, moving your body as you're throwing. You're catching it, and you're yeah. turning it, like, 180 degrees. To get is Muncie into the, the
1: normal cutoff guy? Like, when a guy yeah, is first going baseman home, for, Munchie, for, first baseman's yeah. a cutoff guy.
0: Yes. For a play That's for right. a play home, play, on the, on the play right play. side, it's a first baseman. On the left side, it's a third baseman. Because someone has to cover second. That's why. Now, that so being it's said, he's not the first baseman
2: best like defensive option at first for them. Cody Bellinger yeah. does play first from time to time. He's obviously like way more athletic. Uh, but because of that, like they got to keep him in the outfield. Now, in the future, we'll see if that makes, becomes a priority if the DH becomes a full-time thing in the NL. I don't think it's going to next year at least. But there is just so much happening so fast in that moment. And just to kind of see everything fall apart like that was the disheartening, man. (laughs) It was sad. The problem with the Dodgers, and and you can't really,
0: you can't really move, yeah, yeah. you can't really move Muncie to DH because you still have Pollock locked up for three more years. So you got to do something with him because you're paying him so much money. So like,
1: I don't you know if that would works. You probably package him in a deal like down the road like if someone Maybe. if someone wanted like I'm just saying hypothetically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's harder to do Moofy, I think it's
0: harder to do that Richie in the MLB than it is in the NBA because in the NBA salary is like gold, like a salary cap room is gold where in MLB there's no salary cap. So like you don't yeah. it's not as necessary, you know. Yeah. Um but I will say the one thing that I noticed the second the play happened, and I texted my uncle, who's a little league baseball coach, and I was like, "Why is Will Smith's mask on? That was the that was the biggest red flag for me. Why is his mask on? So you're gonna you're gonna alter your vision already in, immediately." Um with just play that alone, plate, so though. I know that he turned his head and he's trying to catch the ball. But why? Why are you putting? I, I mean, like, are you expecting a collision? Because there's no collisions at home plate in today's game. Like, I, at least when I played, like, you, when as soon as the ball's cracked, your mask is off. Like, at least just off so you can see what's going on. Not saying like fling it off, but it, you are taking it off. I don't. I, it was weird to me that he still had his on.
2: Yeah, especially Robert, a I, play like that where it's, yeah, there's gonna be a lot. Like if you're if it's a grounder to short, you're not going to rip your mask off in that instant. Yeah. It's like, but yeah. like in that situation where there's so much going on, you, as a field general, you kind of need to be able to, to see.
1: Yeah. Robbie, as a former catcher, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do in that situation?
3: Uh, I, I mean, if he was probably just thinking that it was a collision, going to be like Chris said that it was going to be like a collision at the plate, but yeah, I mean, normally you would be taking off your mask. I, I would want to see the whole. I mean, he's got classic catcher's masks on, so I mean, I could understand if it was the hockey style that you mm. would want to rip it off immediately. But he had classic catcher's masks yeah, on. mask, yeah, helmet mask, yeah. So I, I don't, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's like an easy kind of thing to say immediately. You're saying, why wouldn't he have the mask on? But I don't know if it was really too big of an issue because I mean he is major league baseball player, so I wouldn't really think it's too big of an issue. Yeah, and, he's probably
0: used to it. But it, it just so, it was a red flag that that I think yeah. like no one was talking about.
3: Yeah, but I, I even what Richmond was saying about the gripping of the ball, and you are completely right as well that you're not thinking. Oh, I, I'm baseball players are very good. Sean when it comes Casey to that. said that, not me. Ooh. I'm Sean saying, the, I'm saying I'm Good. saying the point Clarifying that you, dude. the brothers I'm arguing saying the point. I'm saying the point that was brought up. Um, yeah. that when he usually when you're fielding the ball at shortstop and you I mean, that's kind of a transition of throw when you change the grip that it's expected, or even when you're doing a transfer behind the plate, you want to have a four seam grip. But I mean, in that situation where he is rushing to get the ball home because it's a do or die play that you need to save the game, he would have so. been out by a mile. And and, too. and like
0: everything about your your throw is just not normal too. Like like I'm thinking about the way I throw those balls and like I throw quick release on on, on relay plays like that. I'm not throwing my full wind up because I'm just trying to get the ball as quick to home plate as possibly can. So yeah. it's like, you know, like I, I mean, mm. I, for the. For those listening, I, I just did a very unique move on the video, on our YouTube video. Um, for the and, record, yeah, anybody else want to throw out an interesting game? Sean
2: Casey never won a Gold Glove, so I don't know if he knows the best about yeah. Fielding.
0: I, mean, I I you know I, I take that with a grain of salt for sure. Robbie, um, would you have caught
1: that ball? <laughs> would you have caught
3: that? I- I'm not a major league baseball player by any stretch i would not compare myself to well that. you're a former like
1: to... catcher man yeah, yeah you're a c- former yeah. catcher
3: yeah i
2: mean we'll we're see. gonna talk about game six in a moment right just the
0: complete why shit, don't we shit. just talk about it now because Let's i i do, do want to get into this this whole conversation about analytics and what they're you know what, where where the threshold is of how how st- strongly you, strict- you stick to him. Um,
1: well, we know how the White Sox feel after today. Uh, hiring dude. Tony La Russa, a guy who's just like, uh, analytics, no thank you.
0: Yeah, well, and the funny thing about it is they fired their last manager because he was like, analytics, no thank you. So it's just like, it's completely bonkers. Anyway, Um so uh, Blake Snell was pitching probably like the greatest game in like the history of the World Series. It was insane. He had he faced twelve batters and struck out nine. He completely just embarrassed, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, Mookie Betts and and Justin Turner or uh, uh, who was their other the other hot um, Dodger hitter. Anyway, off the top of my head, I can't remember. Um, and oh, struck Corey both Seager? of them out. Corey Seager and struck them both out twice. Um, he gives up a single, and Kevin Cash, the Tampa Bay Rays manager, chooses to take him out of the game and bring in um, who was their best relief pitcher um, all during the regular season, but during the playoffs had an ERA of six. Um, I'm totally blank on his name right now. Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson, duh. Um, and what does he do? He gives up. Um, two runs. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, CC Sabathia made a very interesting point on Bill Simmons' podcast this week. Um, if you're a pitcher, I would rather you just not even march me out for the fifth inning if you know that you're going to take me out and have me on this really short leash. Like, if you know after five, I'm done, don't even bring me out there in the sixth. If the first sign of trouble, you're taking me out. Like, that's just... Everything about that strategy didn't make sense to him, and like the way he like kind of like said it, and like you're you're also kind of like losing confidence uh, with your pitcher too, if you're kind of like you're you're giving him that message. Um, everything about the way that man- that situation was managed, I just I don't agree with. I I'm an analytics guy, but like I think it's been proven the past six years that. But
1: are you gonna run? It- are you gonna use analytics to run your team? That's exactly. So, so That's I think
0: analytics can win you the regular season, but when you, when it comes to the playoffs, you have to be a manager and you have to go off experience off of your knowledge of the, ba- of the game well, You still need and, it for combine, the regular and, season. And, and combine analytics with, you know, your knowledge of, of how baseball is played. And you got to play every situation, uh, play it situation by situation. If you need to go to small ball, go to small ball. If you need to hit home runs, hit a home runs. But you know, like You can't be, you can't be a, uh, you just, you can't be a slave to it, man. That's my opinion. I don't know. I mean, you seem like you have a strong opinion, Richie, on it. I just,
1: I think, because I feel like it's all we hear about in sports today, just, you know, especially with baseball, where people, oh, the shift, and all, like, it works, yes, and I'm not going to say it, because it does work, but the way people talk about it, it's like, sometimes you just got to go off your gut, you got to go off what you see, and like, just the decision and cash it, you know, look, Yankee fans, the way they feel about Aaron Boone. And I mean, that's the only example I can think of that comes to mm-hmm. mind, but there have just been so many, so many mistakes that managers have made b- because they strictly go off the numbers. And that's I mean not- Dave Roberts well, yeah, yeah,
2: we're about these say, guys he, for a long time. He out- Dave Roberts, Dave Roberts, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say was- I had to look it up. Cause I remember I was like, he did the same before I was chamber. I'm like, Oh, that's right. He pulled him early in game two as well. He was yeah. pretty infamous because I remember when he, he was
0: pissed. There was a shot of them in the dugout, and he was yeah. just like, What are we doing here?
2: Yeah, he, he was getting off the mountain. He's like, What the fuck are
1: we doing? Yes. And like, I, it's I, embarrassing. Someone, I was watching, Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Max Kellerman on Sport on First Take, he brought up a really good point. He said, like, You, you want to see these, or was it? I forgot who it was, but the, it was Max Kellerman. It was Kellerman. He said, yeah. "You want to see these guys thrive in these big in, in these big spots, and this was Blake Blake Snell's chance to just dominate, which he was the whole game. What did he have? He had nine strikeouts or something like that in uh, how in many 12, of these in twelve bat in twelve at bats? Yeah, in 12, like, in twelve hitters. It just you want to see him. The guy was I thought." Cause I had flipped the channel when it happened and I thought he let two runners on base, but I saw it was just the one Mm -hmm. runner on first base. It's like, dude, trust your play. He's your over overall. He's your best freaking pitcher. Yeah. It, it just didn't. Some would say
3: it was Tyler Glasnow, but Glasnow at some point gave up 19 earned runs through 26 innings. So he was completely overrated. But, uh, to your analytics point, uh, Something along the lines too. I think Max Kellerman may have uh, mentioned it, but he uh, he had said that kind of, kind of along the line. But he's very analytic driven, and we I don't even need to, Max Kellerman's takes are trash, but it's okay. Oh, I'm a uh, Max Kellerman ma-
0: fan. This is awkward. Uh,
3: okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, he he did make a good point where he said that uh, analytics through baseball are meant to allow you or are meant to educate you to make better decisions. Yeah. So that's basically where I, I'm at too. Cause you need to take analytics into account and they help you perform better. And I think that there are points throughout a season that you could use analytics to help you win games. But then there's also crunch time moments where it's gut check time, baby. And you gotta, you gotta know how to manage. And, and that's you want
1: good. you. That's the thing that drives me crazy about analytics you want your best player on the field the not like being in 2000 2002- you could argue
3: nick anderson was a better player than you could argue that but also he nick anderson was probably the best relief pitcher in baseball this year Ooh, so, honestly, yeah, I was. just think it was – six – no, Liam Hendricks was. But he had a it, it was, six
0: no, – He, yeah, lost, he Liam, had a, six, he a six, six ERA arguably, in the playoffs. I said arguably. I said arguably. He had a six so, ERA in the
2: playoffs, guys. He had, can I, can he I just had ask you guys – He had given up a run in every single game in the World Series, and that was the guy you went to. Like, the, mm-hmm. look, if, now, if he would have put anybody else in that situation besides who was – arguably his worst pitcher so far in the World Series. We probably wouldn't be having this discussion right now. We'd probably yeah, be talking yeah. about a game 7. But it's like he picked the wrong hand. That's what it kind of mm-hmm. comes down to the end. It was like you he
1: I which... mean, I don't necess- I don't blame him for putting in your best relief pitcher. It's just that the guy on the mound was freaking dominating and it, he he let one runner get on base. Like, up to that point, was there a runner on second base? I I feel like there wasn't because Snell was so good. But Chris and Julio, you guys being Oakland A's fans, I think analytics, like, Billy Bean was the master at, like, with numbers and bringing in the right guys at the right time. But, and this is where you need need your best players up in those big moments. Like, in 2002, were the A's a wild card team? Or did no, they win they, the division that they year? Wild card, yeah. wild card. No, oh, they, oh, okay. the one no, division. They, I'm sorry, they right. won. You're no, right. no right. 2000, so, 2001,
0: they were wild card because that was the famous like 116 win Mariners. Team exactly.
1: But what I'm saying is, like that was the year you guys lost Giambi, you lost Johnny Damon, and you lost all the yeah Moneyball season. Your best bats. You're in a playoff series. I'm saying hypothetically, you have who was Chris Pratt in that movie? Scott Haddeberg. Yeah. You nope. have Scott Hatterberg, who has a great on-base percentage, but let's say who you got in the playoffs that who you're playing in the playoffs that year. That was Minnesota. Like the
3: Minnesota.
1: Twi- the or let's say you're playing the Yankees and you're going up against Mariano Rivera. Do you want Scott Hatterberg, who had a who has a batting average of, three, you know, two for five against Mariano with a bunch of walks, or do you want your best player up? That's where analytics drives me nuts. I want my best player up in that situation.
3: Oh, I don't know if that what, that what, that on. that is not really the best example because a lot there's no like real best player I would say on that on that A's team. But I understand what you're. Well, no, I understand hold on, what you're saying. I understand what
2: you're saying. Hold on, hold Robert, on, Robert. We on, will hold move the
3: show right
0: now, straight <laughs> up. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Miguel Tejada was the MVP that season. Yeah. So, Get out of here with that noise. yeah. But I will say, but so. Ho ho ho! Rich, rich, okay. Richie, I, yeah. I I get your point, and, and let me let me counter let me counteract that real quick. Let me get a, a situation that's a little bit more understandable. Let's say you have Scott Hatterberg coming up to bat, and he let's say you have Eric Burns coming up to bat against Maron Rivera. He's o for, for twelve lifetime against Mario Rivera, and he has four strikeouts. But then you have yeah. Scott Hatterberg on the on the bench, who you can pinch hit for him, um, who is let's say. Four for sixteen, um, with with like two doubles and no strikeouts against Mariano Rivera. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna pinch hit Eric Burns for for uh for Scott Hatterberg, and even if it's Miguel Tejada, Miguel Tejada's 0 for uh, o for twenty I, against Mariano yeah, Rivera. But then analytics. but then the guy on the but hold on, But then the guy on the bench has a uh, just. Some something about him, he understands uh, Mariano Rivera better when it comes at bats, and he has more su- success. Yeah, I'm gonna play the matchup there personally. I don't want. I'm not just gonna be like the like hurrah you know, the hurrah guy depend. and be like, I need my best player. Yeah, but I need I him mean, to like depends. step up in this moment. No, I need. I need what. I need to look at the situation and but decide you know, big, what I will I give me know, the man. best road for success. But that's, that's where. where see, it's but that's me crazy. where
2: at the end of the day. That's what Dave Roberts learned these last couple of years. He yeah. learned how unreliable that Kenley Jensen has slowly turned into.
0: Kenley and Jensen. How Dominate a, Urias was.
2: Yeah. Uh, Kenley Jensen had a 10, eight ERA this year. As soon as he yeah. blew that game four, he's like, I don't think Kenley pitched another game after that.
0: I couldn't, uh, I'm he to definitely look. didn't go in the deep innings because they, yeah, went, to they went to that. Trinan They went to in Game Five, and then they they kept Urius throughout Game Six. I think Urius went like what four innings or so,
1: something like that. And that so shows you it, like what does that have to do with the analytics, though? I because like to the naked eye, it's like obviously your... he's not pitching well. Well, I'm not gonna going to pitch well, him if he's not pitching well. You know then why'd you put it? But in the analytics, he's your best. But guy, the analytics show the analytics show.
0: The analytics show that that the like you know like the third time through the lineup this pitcher is better. The, the fourth time through the lineup, Trinan's a better pitcher. And then the the fifth th- time through the lineup, you got to go with Kenley Jansen because he dominates that 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 uh that round. Like, and Dave Roberts in the past, Jans- hold on, Dave Roberts okay. in the past would have just would have seen seen the numbers, looked at who's coming up to bat, and been like, okay, regardless if Jansen's been playing well or not, he's got to go in the ninth because. The analytics say that he overwhelmingly is the better matchup the fifth time through the lineup, so we got to go with him. But this year, Dave Roberts realized he learned from his two World Series losses um, or whatever it is that, like, hey, like, this isn't working for me in the playoffs, so I need to, like, feel things out.
2: And even more to even harp on this, because, look, at the end of the day, we, again, we wouldn't be talking about it if he didn't bring in somebody else besides Nick Anderson. Yeah. Nick Anderson has been doing pretty shitty in the World Series. And who's the first guy he has to face? It's Mookie. Mookie Mm -hmm. demolishes right-handed pitching. He hit, like, Mm -hmm. I saw a stat the other day. He hit, like, high 300s off the three hundred or right-handed pitching. And what does Mookie immediately do? He hits a double. So, like, that's, look, I get the logic on why you pick that decision. Because, look, it's 1,000% correct. What's, like, for most pitchers, unless you are a... Madison Bumgarner in the World Series, or Kershaw, or Scherzer, third time around, you're not going to be as lucky anymore. I get that and, dis- decision. the Dodgers like, are
0: an analytical team. Like absolutely. we're forgetting, like the media's forgetting that they keep on like making. I think they because they just want to have like interesting talking head sports talk where they're like, it's, this it's proves that analytics it, yeah. doesn't work. No, this proves that analytics does work. But you have to take it like a little step further as a manager and 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 play the situations a little bit. It, the
1: the thing. I just can't get on board with analytics. Like, And we've talked about this. Analytics yeah. cannot win you championships solely. Yeah. And, I, you know, yes, Nick Anderson was – he was not great in the postseason, but I understand why Cash brought him in because that year, during the regular season, he was their best pitcher. He was their best relief pitcher. Now, going back to the point that I was trying to make before – you make the Eric Burr. Again, it's the managerial feel. But if it's up to me, I want my best players in the freaking box going up against the best of the best. Like, I want – if I'm an A's fan, I want Giambi. I want Johnny Damon. I'm just using those as – or Miguel Tejada when he won MVP. Did he win MVP that year in 2002? Yeah,
3: 2002. Yeah, he did. I looked it up. I completely forgot. Yeah, how I, can humble, you forget about hum, the hum, star –
1: Of triple play baseball he was on the cover it's the oakland a's everybody i'm not certain i mean
0: everybody forgets it's fine
1: all i'm saying is you need your best you you need your best players that's all i'm saying and you know I, i that's where i that's where i draw the that's where i just get where i go crazy with analytics over you know that's, I don't
3: know. It's just, it's just about finding a balance between them. Exactly. That's honestly I, that's what all it is. is. I agree. All it is. I agree And, and, and I've kind of just started to come to the realization that it's not, it's where it's going and yeah. it, I may hate it and I could just bust the blood vessel over it, you know, just yelling about how annoying it is. And it's uh, honestly, at this point, it's with, with, you know, both of our teams, our favorite teams, it's about them finding a balance and, I mean the Yankees fucked up with it and so did the Rays apparently even though they seem like the masters of analytics it seems like but I mean um, it it's it's just going to be very interesting to see the I mean like the LaRusa hire today that just shows you what 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 is the White Sox thinking yeah. are they trying to capture magic with with what they had Thirty years ago, the dudes, or homies get... with
0: Jerry Reinstorm. That's why he got the job. That's literally uh, all. Yeah. It is.
1: yeah. So, so I, could have a I whole mean, got a little way. bored on the fishing boats. Now, just quote, yeah. I, I just want to say, I don't think yeah, analytics is BS. I, I don't yeah, think I that. get what you're That's saying. That's all I'm saying. That's I just want to clarify that immediately. That's <laughs> it. But
2: I think. Well, the good thing is now we have all off season to keep arguing about this. Yeah. And to keep hearing all the like, different for
1: you guys Coming for you.
0: Um, Alright, so let, let's transition to some real greatness, and let's talk about Kershaw's legacy a little bit. Um, you know, you pull up his baseball <laughs> reference, and you're still going to look at the postseason numbers, and it's still going to be like, ah, oh, man, that's tough. But, at the end of the day, the guy, I mean, his regular season records are, you know, i mean, he's won an MVP. Not many pitchers do that. Um, and uh, you know, if you go to Wikipedia and you look at it, and you look at his accolades, and it says World Series on there, like it says how you a lot, say man. Wikipedia, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 hard to miss that. You know what I mean? Like this guy, I think this really pushed him, in my opinion, for my list in the top ten. And he's dancing around top five of all time. I mean. And you, he still he still has a long way to go. I mean, I I think it's too late for him to put, bring that ERA down, um, and those runs against in the in the postseason down. But um, if he can you know tack on a couple more appearances and 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 really make some memorable starts, um, for the rest of his career in the playoffs, like he uh, he's in there for me.
1: I don't. Would know. you say the monkey is now officially off his back after this Absolutely.
3: postseason? Absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think you have to say that. I the thing about Kershaw this postseason, he not not he didn't only get the wins. Like I thought his <coughs> starts were better than quality. Like they were for I thought they were great starts for a world series. Like he got the job done. I think game one was it five and two thirds or was that or was that game? Five for Kershaw. Game one or game five, where he pitched like five and two thirds. He went for Kershaw in the playoffs. He did what he needed to do, and you know you can't fault the guy for that. And I think he's 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 game five. Yeah, the, five
0: and two thirds. Yeah,
1: he kept the haters quiet, and you know he got big outs in big situations. Like you're never gonna let that stuff go. Where he's blown so many playoff games, but this postseason. Monkeys off his back. He did what he needed to do. Bottom line, and it was great seeing him with his kids and like seeing him run out of the dugout. I, how can you? How can you not love a guy like that? Like in you, his hometown too. Like, yes. in his hometown. That that is true. I forgot about that. So
2: I I when you said that I'm like get the fuck out of here. Initially I was like there's like already a top ten, and I was like okay. And then I started kind of looking into some names. Like when you mentioned that the other night. So I was like, all right, I think he's easily now the best of his generation this last decade. If you look at him against Verlander, uh, they're pretty even. Both got an MVP. They both got a, a handful of Cy Youngs. But you're, you're going to have to give it to Kershaw at this
1: point because he's got more of those I don't all-star know. appearances. For me, Robbie, it's
0: Kershaw or Scherzer. It's between
1: I, those that's two. my boy. I, I think Scherzer is just – he's an animal, dude. There's just something about that guy where he's just a killer dog. I love it.
3: So I would. Yeah, that but that. I think uh, with that, Scherzer did just get his uh, his World Series last year, and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I know that he didn't
1: pitch great in the World Series. He's not Scherzer. Yeah,
3: I thought he did. No, he no. Strasburg they, they pitched, did. It,
1: Strasburg, I, really I well. just,
3: I would not be. I like, like, I know, Rich, you mentioned his demeanor, and that's what I love, and that's what I loved about like watching Madison Baumgartner pitch. But Clayton Kershaw, his resume as a whole, and I know you can go back and look at all of his ERA numbers in each series, and they're pretty ballooned up. But I, I don't know if I, if I said. As a whole, whose career would I would take? I would probably say Clayton Kershaw's. But if I had to say, who do I want pitching in my big-time game? I'd probably go for Mad Max. That's what I'm thinking. You want to know it's kind of of
1: career-wise? It's kind of bananas. Scherzer and Kershaw, they they both came in the league in 2008. And the stats through 2020, they have an identical record of 175 and 93. Same exact record, which I wins and losses are kind of misleading in baseball. But still, like, I was very surprised when I saw that.
0: I think Scherzer's postseason ERA is 3.38. And last year, he had a ERA in the World Series. He pitched two games and he had a 3.3 or 3.6. It's pretty damn good. Um, yeah. In the NLCS, he had a
1: zero.
3: <laughs> I'm just a remembering him from Detroit. And when Boston upset, would they Canada. play
1: in the championship series?
3: I know they beat the uh, Dodgers in the first round. St. 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 Louis, St. Yeah. Louis, that's right.
2: So, I, that's if I right. bigger picture, I'm thinking of like lifetime, because okay, yeah. I think yeah, he's the yeah, best yeah. of our of this last ten years. Uh, who can we put him against in the 2000s that would be on the same level?
1: Pedro, also. Pedro Martinez, Pedro, greatest pitcher I've ever seen in my life. Pedro's up there. Um, Randy Johnson, Randy Thompson, Kurt Randy Schilling. Johnson,
2: Curt Schilling. Now I would have—he's better. He's eclipsed Schilling easily. Just all those acts. So you just have yeah. to look at the accolades. Really, the only people who can measure up to him right now, or he can measure up to now, at least in my lifetime—I'm—I'm 31—are I'm Randy Johnson, Greg Maddox You can say Clemens but of
0: course you're saying I in our lifetime.
2: Yeah, in our lifetime, that's that's it, because it's like okay, Clemens. Well, juicing. You don't think Glavin whole... or,
0: or Smoltz are in that conversation?
2: He's he surpassed. Like, here, let yeah. me look up Tom Glavin. Separate. No, I but... believe you. I'm
0: just I'm just I'm I'm you know just, Tom I'm, Glavin, ten time All Star,
2: two time Cy Young, World Series MVP. Um,
0: uh, I would put Pedro in there. I don't think he surpassed Pedro yet.
2: Well, here Pedro. will I think what makes Pedro so awesome too was his peak was also at the peak of steroids. So he, this dude who's 5'11 was out striking out guys who were hitting 60 home runs a year. Pedro, yeah. three-time All-Star, or three-time Cy Young, uh, eight-time Ooh. All-Star, five-time year. How about now?
1: Roy Halladay? Ah, Doc.
0: Doc.
2: That's a good one. Two-time Cy Young, eight-time All-Star. So,
0: but I don't know, man. I think Kershaw, I would put Kershaw above Halladay. Yeah. Kershaw,
2: oh, man. dude. Kershaw, as as,
1: Kershaw's
0: good. I would, I would argue.
1: If,
2: go ahead. And Kershaw stats now is is kind of when you look at his bust, MVP, three time Cy Young, triple crown, eight time All Star, World Series champion, Gold Glove, five time ERA champion, and he is thirty two. So dude, like, he's and top five thing, for me. And the thing is, too, no I think, doubt what's really he's kind of doing what Verlander kind of learned from these past few years in Houston is he's kind of changed his game back in his like MVP years of like the mid 2000s. He was so dependable on his fastball where that thing was getting up to the high nineties. And he was so devastating with this 12, six would throw where now it's like, he's not throwing there as much anymore, but he's learning how to use like the right placement for all this pit for yeah. his fastballs and when to throw the right stuff.
1: So well, that was, I remember that was a big story on um, – Passon was talking about it on first take where Kershaw had to make that adjustment being an older pitcher where, it, you know, he needed to make the adjustments of spotting his pitches as opposed to just trying to blow by guys. because mm-hmm. He's not the same pitcher. Yeah,
0: every, every like, pitcher who kind of gets into his, like, early 30s kind of has to start making those adjustments. You know what I mean? Because you're going to lose some off your ball no matter what. Yep. It's just It's just what's going to happen. Like, I think the only person who, like – didn't really do that is randy johnson but that's because he's a fucking freak who had like a wingspan of like seven five or something like that he kills like, he birds had so though much, dude he had so much it's true he had so much torque off the ball
3: remember when they said chris sale was the new randy johnson yeah was, like throwing a red sox dig because they were like <laughs> long legs. Hey, he hey. did for, and they just he paid did him for a period so much money too so oh i'm God, curious
0: I, I let me just end this real quick and then we'll move on to our very last thing um i'm curious what everybody's um all-time one and two are as pitchers then i know mine i i, I personally hey, know mine but i'd like to pedro, hear and, and, randy. pedro, pedro and randy pedro
1: and randy absolutely like just watching pedro he dominated like yeah. randy johnson was great but i think pedro just took things to another level and like mm. how he didn't he didn't do gr- he wasn't <coughs> He had his moments against the Yankees where they hit him cuz we would watch him play all the time but dude, he when he was on he was unhittable. Yeah. Unhittable.
3: Robbie, what about you? Uh I would one of them I watched through my own time even though it was more on the like kind of older side with Pedro. Pedro I think is a top 3 pitcher of all time. And then just out of pure respect for the game and Paying homage, I would probably say Nolan Ryan okay. is another one. Because that dude started off as, what, I think a relief pitcher for the Mets? No, so, for
0: the Astros, right?
3: Well, he played for the he Astros. Was on the, but he was
2: the 69 Mets. Yeah, oh, okay. he
3: was drafted by the Mets, and he was a relief pitcher. One there, and then he went to... Uh, Houston, right? Houston. Uh, he eventually went to the Angels in Texas, Rangers, yeah. and he he pitched for like thirty years. It seemed mm-hmm. like, and that was a the arm just was the rubber arm, the yeah. rubber arm, and he just he just. Um, I remember seeing him throw out the first pitch, and he was probably still humming it at seventy miles an hour. Like that's insane to me. So I would probably put in Nolan Ryan, and I mean you can't go wrong with a lot of these guys anyway. So, uh, but that that's one that I I think that. Is a big time pitcher. Julio, I know
1: Julio. You? Julio's is definitely Barry Zito and Tim Hudson. No, no
3: shit.
2: I was really thinking about Barry Zito for a whole minute. Oh get God, out of here. Thing.
1: Too uh, much of a homer it. there.
2: No, but also, I think us kind of looking at another accolade for Kershaw. He's 125 wins away from 300. And the big thing was like, we're never going to see that again in our lifetime. He's got to get 12 wins at least for the next 10 years to reach there. So we'll see.
1: If Roberts is still the manager, he'll get it.
0: 100%.
2: 100%. Uh, uh 100%. I'm not gonna go all time because like we what got a, dudes, dude, like
0: you copping out. Come, come on, yeah, because like,
2: dude, what? I'm what? I'm fine. I'm gonna go Walter Johnson over 500 wins. I'm gonna go Cy Young.
3: Koufax. Sandy Koufax. That's Sandy funny because that that's
0: mine. But, so mine are no, Sandy no, no, one no, and, no, and no, Walter reality, Johnson too. i I'm a baseball historian. I love I love I love just the game and the history of the game. So those were going to be mine. I'm, no, but, yeah, no, but
2: no. Reality, honestly, I'm just going to go from from my history. I'm going to go Kershaw and Maddox. Maddox, Maddox is was good Insane too. for the fact that again, going back to the Pedro in the steroid era, this guy was not throwing hard at all. He was just so mechanical with every decision he was making with those pitches and where he has placed them. It's insane. And Kershaw is, dude, that's in my prime of watching baseball. There's been nobody better than him at now we can make this. And yeah, he's got that monkey off his back. He pitched excellent in the world series. And like, I, we have to say not only as like baseball fans, but I'm sure a lot of Dodger fans are saying this too. Like there could be anybody you're happier for right now, but also, Fuck Justin Verlander, never <laughs> Justin Verlander.
0: If you would have Hit asked me dude. at the beginning of the season, I would have told you Scherzer, just because of he's stepped up when he needs to. But now, I mean, I I, I think I'd still go with Scherzer, but it's it's close. It's close for me. Um, all time wise, though, I, I mean, Kershaw is definitely better than Scherzer. But yeah, sorry, boy. I was not joking. I was gonna go. I'm I was gonna go with the historical picks. But there's no wrong answer, guys. I mean, mine's honorable mention and, for well, Andrew Johnson Eugene two,
3: Pettit. But, Mike Musina, The Mike Moose Mussina,
0: David Wells I love that guy. God here here come the Yankees Boomer. Boomer Boomer
1: <laughs> Um yeah
0: there's what no wrong Carpilano? answer though. so I I what was Carpilano just curious Carvano had like oh one God. good season with the Yankees let's not even start He didn't
1: have any good seasons with the Yankees <laughs> So guys
0: awful, I, I do want to finish it off because um uh, this has been going around a lot lately and I I, w- I was thinking about it and I really agree and I think it's it's really good for the game I think Mookie's going to become the new face of baseball. And I think that that is the best thing that baseball has seen. And he's the best thing that baseball has seen since the decline in, in, in interest uh, of, of the public. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, Mike Trout, he's hands down the best player in baseball. I don't think anyone can really question that. I'm sure people will, a lot of Dodger fans probably will, um, but he's boring and he, his team is never good. And Sucks. it's not a good face. And Mookie Betts, not only is he fun and charismatic and interesting and unique, he does all these weird things, really into bowling, which is really cool. But he also, it, I think is it's it's important that he is the face of what he looks like people. He's always who, smiling. He, How
1: could you not like a guy who always smiles? Yeah, and he looks like brand, the,
0: the, the the audience that baseball is losing, he looks like those people. So, like kids in the inner city, black kids in the inner city who aren't interested in baseball are going to look up to him and be like, I want to play baseball now. And they're going to attract that audience and in 10 years I think popularity can definitely go up if base Major League Baseball rallies around Mookie, puts, he, puts him in these big ads that you see like Joel Embiid, Hulu has live sports. Why can't Mookie say Hulu has live sports? Why can't Mookie be in these progressive commercials? Progressive commercials? Those are,
3: all, those are I, all reserved for Aaron Judge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's
0: just it, – and, and he's just this interesting guy, and I think the smart move would be, and especially with the whole social justice movement that's happening, like you should rally around this yeah. guy and really promote him, and why not? He's so much fun to watch. The catches that he makes in the outfield, the big mm-hmm. throws, how he just he, – he can hit home runs, he can steal bases. Like he's everything that you want, and and I, yeah. I think he's going to be the face of baseball, and I love it. I'm, but, I'm uh, a big fan.
2: Yeah, one of my favorite things. I don't know what he's actually doing, but when he like gets a double and he has like the little ass smack thing or whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. And but also, dude, the best. First off, I think we can
1: all, as a whole, let's just laugh at Boston for a minute. They're so stupid. He's so <laughs> stupid. Well, Holy apparently, shit. apparently they offered him a deal similar to the Dodgers, but he said no.
0: No, it was less years. It was less years. Oh, it was
1: less years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. Dude,
2: he's in you. L.A. now. They're going to market and it, it's going to be kind of shitty because of just everything more or less still being shut down over here mm. i don't know if we're going to get the full potential of what we could have seen with his marketing him and how much he's yeah. willing to do but oh my the the world is a zorster right now as yeah especially with how long dodger fans have been dying out here how charismatic of a person he is he they could do no wronger now and there's they should really capitalizing dudes like him dudes like fernando tatis mm-hmm. uh tim anderson because yeah, mike trout's awesome mike trout's a boring he's yeah. an eagles fan from new jersey and i've
1: never been in new jersey but uh it's, not, uh, it's nothing special. i heard exactly. it kind of sucks <laughs> you can't take left turns you can't take left turns there uh and the and
0: one last thing before i just he like i just want to touch on a point that you made julio He's perfect for the city of l a because the Dodgers pump so much money into the city's youth baseball program like they' that's been a big thing the past like five years is they they really want to grow um uh little league baseball here in 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 this the city and then in the county and to have a guy look like that now i mean like it, it's just it's really just gonna it, i think it's really gonna uh, help that cause at if least you here, look at at least the,
2: what the the uh, last point quick I'll let you guys jump in if you look at the history of the Dodgers in L.A. with minority players alone within this last decade, Yasiel Puig, Eugene Ryu, uh, and of course growing up in the 90s with uh, Odeo Nomo, and then the 80s, Fernando Mania for mm-hmm. Mexican, a couple of Mexican kids like us who grew up hearing so much about him. And then even back in the 60s, you have uh, somebody with San, Sandy of who's Jewish who took a playoff game off for to Derby Yom Kippur. Then of course Jackie Robinson. Like this is yeah. massive for this LA that's just a huge melting pot. And this like the perfect guy to really make a go.
3: Yeah, I I think I think having Betts as the face of baseball, because I'm he's trending in a position that just he's really good. And completely agree. I think baseball that's not only are they lacking a voice with the charismatic attitude that Mookie had. Like, they wanted to do it with Trout because he's the best player. And personally, as a fan, I'm a big fan of Bryce Harper, even though a lot of people aren't. But I don't – he – the talent consistency with him, the talent's there, but it's not the consistency and the baseball team being good as well isn't there with Bryce. But Bryce kind of has a charismatic (laughs) attitude. But I think bets like, if you could take out a – cardboard cutout of exactly what baseball needs as the face of baseball to market themselves right now. Uh, a guy that looks like kids that they want to they want to get into the game. Someone that's ridiculously good at baseball. Someone that's playing in L.A. with LeBron. You know, that kind of attitude. Like, LeBron was posting Instagram stories the other day when they won of him going bananas and they were doing those – those skyline bleacher report pieces of them holding the World Series trophy and the NBA Finals trophy. So, literally, Mookie Betts is the perfect face of baseball, and they really need to start. Ha- and the, his crime partner, Cody Bellinger, mm-hmm. if you could just do something with that, too, and just LA. LA's going to be around, and their player development. Like, if I'm, I would hate to be in the National League. I, they still have so many prospects who there.
0: haven't even come up yet. It's insane.
3: It's ridiculous and and yeah and it's a perfect microcosm of what the country is in LA and just a melting pot of different cultures there and it's just perfect and like if Rob Manfred is smart and Major League Baseball is smart they're going to take it and they're going to say all right this is what we're going to run with instead of trying to have Mike Trout do ads at the beginning of the year you could clearly see that he's painting through like it's yeah. just difficult hey, for him to I'm do Mike Trout. which You're is nothing wrong with that Network. <laughs> nothing wrong with – like he said there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it, it sucks that he's your best player, clearly, and you can't get him to have a personality. Yeah. But I, you got to look somewhere else. And, you know, who knows, Maybe I think Betts – I mean, Trout is clearly the best player, I would say.
0: But Betts is in the Betts conversation,
3: is, yeah. Betts is getting really good, man. Mm-hmm. And he, he's only been around for – I mean, since 2015, he came into the league, I believe, and he is already an MVP. He already has two World Series, too. Already has two World Series. So this is, and you know how people like to say, oh, this is the start of Mike Trout becoming Mickey Mantle. Like, hey, let's let's calm down and see what this guy Mookie Betts can do right now because he can fucking play, man. He's good. He's really good.
2: Yeah, actually, I touched on something I wanted to bring up earlier, too. Well, one, two, Dave Roberts, only the second uh, black manager to wonder world series shout out to is black. i thought
0: he was hispanic
2: uh no he's black and asian oh cool yeah so shout out to the first black manager cito gasson but uh second you brought up the point where you have all these young dudes uh i'm really scared the fact that they finally got one and they know they how to do it off no that like this is like a start of a dynasty man Mm. They know what to do now, and that's yeah. – or they could be the Braves. That's so, true. well,
0: they have their two. I, I mean, I th- I think Bellinger signed a a decent contract, but they have their two stars, Mookie and and Bellinger, that are locked up for a decent amount of time. So, I think that that definitely helps. They're building blocks at least. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we haven't talked about the World G-
2: MVP and Corey Seager and how good he is too. Oh, that's fucking. <laughs>
0: Wilson, uh, God by damn. the way, so my hot take didn't come true, but it, I, it it doesn't look half bad where I said he would hit five more home runs. He won the MVP, so his hot streak did continue. He just didn't hit five more home runs.
1: <laughs> you fucked up, man. You done messed up.
0: I know. I should have just said that he was going to be MVP. Um, Yankee
3: fans are begging just real quick. I know I just had to ahead. fit this in real quick. Yankee fans are begging for Corey Seager, and I, <laughs> I think he's really good. I – I why I don't because we have too much depth and or what we want DJ back but we still want Claybert Torres yet we want a lefty bat yeah. and uh, Corey Seager I mean Yankee fan
0: sounds like a classic guys, Yankee fan problem like but oh yeah here, we, I, I, we were the rich kids who just wanted it, it listen
3: all. listen I understand your gripe with us because it is so annoying and I look at our our pe- people on Yankees Twitter and just. The fans that are, and then they'll argue with other fans, like in your fan bases. I'm like, it just makes a bad rap for the rest of us.
0: Yeah, it, ma- it makes you guys look bad. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's
3: so annoying. <laughs> I can't uh, speak for other Yankee fans. We just,
1: we just want an All Star every position. Yeah, we just want an yeah. All Star every position. Literally, we, we need literally. an All Star. Oh my God. All right, I fellas,
0: uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. Does anyone have any last comments on uh, on the World Series and any subjects that we talked about though?
3: Hey, Randy Arena. Real, real quick, I got to say, Randy Arena. stud, He's broke the record star. for most home runs. He's going to be a star, dude. I want to see what he does next year.
2: Hey, baseball's not over, gentlemen. Korean, Korean baseball, baseball Organization is heading into playoffs. Let's go.
0: If you're awake on the West Coast at NC 3 a.m., you can watch. If you're awake at 6 a.m. on the East Coast, you, maybe you're getting ready for work, you can, you can, you can put it on instead of... Uh, Instead of a uh, first take or some shit like that, or get up or whatever the fuck it is the morning show is. All right, boys. I think that's gonna end it for World Series recap. Me and Julio will be back with some more off season stuff um, in the coming weeks. Again, we're probably gonna go a little bit more bi weekly with the pod, but um, but yeah. I mean, we we already have some subjects that we want to talk about, right? Julio, some potential um, starting pitchers that we like that maybe we can trade for and whatnot. Um, thanks for coming on again, knockout. Schlatter Brothers. From the east oh, coast, we're gonna I, have to, I know it's a little late. We're gonna have to
3: have you guys on. Uh, we're gonna have to have you guys on in the next coming week sometime on the yeah. Four Train Savages with me and Tyler, and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk it up about our off season moves because we want we want to hear another perspective of another organiza- a good organization and oh, see I'll, what see what's happening. Dude, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I
0: my favorite thing in the world is to talk about potential trades. So I would lo- I will definitely give you some feedback on on some trade ideas that you guys got or signings. I, I yeah. love
3: it. We'll have you on soon. We'll have you on soon.
0: All right. uh, So that's it. And like we always say, Julio, last but not least.
2: Let's go, Oakland, into the
0: 2021 World Series, baby. (laughs) Peace. The Town Tailgate is an independently produced podcast. It is written and executive produced by this guy. Chris (laughs) Chris Madrigal <laughs> and my partner in crime, Julio Renoso. It is sound mixed and edited by yours truly. Social media management and marketing is run by once again my partner, Julio Renoso. And a special thanks and shout out to my brother Larry Madrigal for composing and producing our theme song as well as graphic designing our album cover and artwork. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Please tune in next week. Please subscribe. And last but not least, as we always say, let's go Oakland.